that you know any anything can happen it can be complete <laughs> anarchy and sometimes you can't hear matt and sometimes you can't hear me but hopefully we got it right this time i don't know why the program chooses to do that where when you do an update it it decides to like change all your settings and you have to go back and if you miss one thing it leads to something like this well, I'm glad we finally worked it out, everyone, so we don't have to do a ventriloquist show this week where just one <laughs> of us talks and we have to, you know, do the voice. Also, I'm probably going to leave that all in the edit. Sure, why not? It'll be funnier <laughs> that way. This this is why you need to watch the show live, everybody, every week. If you're just watching on YouTube or on Patreon later, you're really only getting half the show. <laughs> It's it's the anarchy that makes it the most fun. Yeah, uh, people saying they can hear us all. That's good. That's good, good, good. It's alive. It's alive. Thank you, Winford and Marvel Knight and Nicholas <laughs> and everyone else who stuck around for us. <laughs> we appreciate that one. So, yes, this is the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. See, you didn't think you were going to get an intro, but you're getting an intro. <laughs> one way or another. Contractually obligated, you will get an intro. Yes. <laughs> As always, I am your host, Joel. Joining me, as always, is my stalwart companion in podcasting crime, Matt. How are you going, Joel? Oh, much better this week. I know my <laughs> health has been, a, has been a big thing uh, across the board, but I promise I'm getting better, getting stronger every day, eating my multivitamins, brother. Yeah, yeah, passing those kidney stones. Passing those kidney God damn it, man. <laughs> No, actually, they were too big. I had to see a urologist. That's how fucked up it was. <laughs> but not to get too gross and too, uh, what is it, too vivid. But yes, I'm back almost to full strength, and that's good for me. Uh, so yeah, how, uh, how's your week been, Matt? I imagine you and I spent our week in very similar fashion. I think I think we did. We obviously had like this week is is what I call Game Again, which is like the start of like the the big AAA games all coming Holidays. out. They, I think from from now until the end of November, maybe start of December, there isn't a week where there isn't a new game released. We had Call of Duty this week, which I tried very hard to finagle a review copy because they gave me one last year because I think they gave everyone with a YouTube channel one last year because they were so unsure about their Fortnite mode. Yeah, nothing this year, but I did get the Outer Worlds. I got the Outer Worlds too. I haven't gotten uh, Modern Warfare yet, mainly because like the servers apparently like died and it's like a 150 gig install on Ooh. on the PlayStation. So yeah, but yeah, I got Outer Worlds and Outer Worlds is just brilliant man can we talk about outer worlds i swear this is a comic book podcast and we'll get to it and everything but jesus christ the outer worlds i was telling you before we started i i got it on the computer because i got the fancy new pc now thanks to fans like you watching and i thought oh you know i'll just screw around in the character creator for a minute six hours later <laughs> oh where'd that time go <laughs> i got it on P playstation 4 mainly because i didn't want to support the epic store Mm, fair enough and if it was available elsewhere on pc i would have gotten it on pc definitely but yeah it oh, it's, it's just so fun it really it it's really is so it, good it's like a proper fallout game it really is and you know like i was one of those people who are it's like oh you know but they're still you know they they try so hard i mean 76 is a trash fire but you know i had fun <laughs> with four and da, 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 just like with an hour with outer worlds and i'm like nope this is better this is what fallout should have become yep. wow bethista really is holding that series back this is just amazing yeah it's everything that you could want in a fallout game is here and it's now in space 
it's now in space. I will tell you the moment that really sold me on the game about an hour in. I killed some bandits, got a laser gun and a helmet that looked like <laughs> Star-Lord's helmet from the Abnet and Lanning years. And I'm like, OK, I have become Death Destroyer of Worlds. I am so fucking in now. <laughs> I've, got, I've got that one. The, the one that sold me was that I, I just found like a random costume and put it and like upgraded it and put it on. And it made me look like um, kind of a little bit like Han Solo. I have seen that. They got a couple Han Solo-y ones there. There's there's the costumes that are clearly Firefly-inspired, Red Dwarf-inspired, and then you got your little Star Wars stuff there. There's definitely some great science fiction pedigree here. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's so fun. And, and as and, well, the best thing, and Jim Sterling announced this as well, like, the game just came out and it's a full game there's no yes. uh expansion pass no deluxe edition mm-hmm. no pre-order bonuses it's just a full game it's an actual real which game. is a rarity it's nowadays that... sadly boy is it that's another reason i love it it's like wow well, you gave me a whole game here and i don't have to grind or do nothing it actually feels how it's supposed to feel and then if i didn't love it enough i'm like oh i don't know how they can make me love this game anymore it's like hey joel you know your you know your hollywood crush there ashley birch well she's your first companion and you get to <laughs> hang out with her now and i'm just like oh my god outer worlds <laughs> have you come across any of the flaws yet no oh so it's this fantastic system when I, I never knew about this um so when you do something like like for me my guy climbed very high and he became an agoraphobic or <laughs> that, that height one agoraphobia or something yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. um you can choose to use those flaws and if you use those flaws you get a skill point back Ah, so like old-timey uh, RPGs. Yeah, and get a perk, but there, get a flaw. There's all sorts of ones. There's the ones where you'd be, be afraid of robots or um, <laughs> uh, one that become a drug addict and stuff like that. Actually, yes, I got that one, actually, because I kept mainlining the health gas, and it's like, <laughs> hey, we think you might have a problem. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, game, I can stop whenever I want. <laughs> I'm more fun at parties. But yeah, Outer Worlds, goddamn great. Can't yeah. say enough nice things about it. You, um, you've been playing uh, Disco Elysium as well, haven't you? Yes, yes, I have. I, you uh, you put, streamed like, the first some of it, haven't you? I did. I put like the first hour up on the Cape Joel Extra channel. Man, that is that is just a game from another planet, and I really like that. <laughs> How was streaming it? Because I, I had considered doing that, but I th- but then I got into the game like, oh, this game is like really dialogue heavy. It, it requires you to read a lot. I'm like, oh, I don't know whether that would be well like streaming-wise. Well, here's the thing. I did it super early in the morning on a weekday when no one was around to watch it. So, like, I don't. No one complained because it was basically me performing for an audience of one. Yeah, it's a good game though, isn't it? It's fun. Oh yeah, smart, well written. It's yeah. I, I, I again, it's got like this real otherworldly presence to it. Uh, if you do play it though, uh, get ready for this when I upload it. Apparently, like the first five minutes of audio. Uh, it's actually copyrighted by an actual band out there who actually oh, really? claimed the video. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, like, weird background noise. Apparently that's, like, a real song from, like, a trance band from Britain. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> and at first I'm like, that's bullshit. You guys are copyright trolling. And then I'm like, no, no, they actually own this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. be wary. 
but yeah, it's it's a wonderful game. Uh, both of those. It's a it's a great season for it. It's a great time. I, as the chat said, have you checked out uh, 2K20 yet? No, <laughs> but I did get a code. I'm wary about putting it on my computer because I know it's a horrifying glitch fest. But it's a horrifying glitch fest that I totally want to take the ride on. We should do that, and we should make it like a stream. Oh yeah, we really should. <laughs> Because I really, would, I, I've been like watching like cl- animation clips of that, and it just, just like, mm-hmm. how did they think that they could put that out? Like Apparently, that. the story mode is ridiculous too. But yeah. I'm even more interested in that because, like, last year they actually had a good story mode, which was like cause for like uh, acclaim. Because usually their story modes are shit when they mm-hmm. even bother to have one. Mm-hmm. They had a good career mode, and apparently this one is ridiculous too. <laughs> So and I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta check this one out. Also, too, because you get to play a, ma- a male character and a female character this year. Oh, okay, cool. So I'll have to create my wrestling persona, uh, <laughs> uh, Joel Hard as Rock Diamond, and I'm going to guess what's, uh, what's the female equivalent of that? Uh, Jolene Blinks. We'll figure it out. That's for the, <laughs> that's for the chat to help with. I don't got to do that on my own. <laughs> But uh, yes, everyone, this is a comic book show. But, you know, every so often we got to we, we got to get the games out there. We got to talk about what we've been enjoying. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot more. Oh, most definitely. But uh, with that, let's actually hop on in to the news we had this week. And there was a nice little smattering of news. Uh, the first piece of news uh, is something I'm sure you've all been dying to hear us talk about. And it's something I know my co-host is dying to talk about. In fact, I'm going <laughs> to let him take the lead on this one as i do sometimes uh matt there there was a trailer a trailer for a little movie a little film a little space film a little sci-fi space opera <laughs> this week we may have heard of it once or twice do do tell <laughs> uh yeah we got the final trailer for the rise of skywalker uh the day after we did our last live stream of course I of know, course I know. um so you've got to had to wait a week for this but yeah it it was good. It didn't reveal anything about the plot, even though I kind of know what the plot will be. Yeah. It was a really well cut trailer too. Yeah. And I really, I like how I, I like it. It also kind of drives me crazy too, how they're like, Oh, the end of the trilogy, all roads lead here. The big end, the big finale. And I'm like, fuck off the finale. It's the finale for this series, but you're totally going to come out with another one and another one. There's going to be a new <laughs> star Wars movie every year and the shows and the cartoons and the games. This is the end of nothing. Yeah. This is the end of a very small part of it. And uh, yeah, of course it'll keep going on. But yeah, that that was pretty funny. And they got to hit home that you know because that sells. You know, you've got it. They did the same thing for I think um, uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, which I mean, I guess it worked because tickets sold out for this. It's like the most highest selling pre ticket uh, film ever. You know what's really funny? That news came out, and then a couple of days after, there was like like box office places or ticket sales for the for the new star wars movie are only half of what the last one were i'm like but how does that work if it if it outsold like endgame like how how does that work makes no goddamn i swear that that's like uh again there's there's weird stuff circling this but uh i thought that was so funny too after like you know from basically the last jedi onward you and i having to hear all the same stupid arguments over and over again like oh this is a fan rebellion against us oh we're not going to see this and we're not going to see solo and then disney will have to listen to us oh all the tickets sold out already yeah i guess that that was a short-lived boycott wasn't it (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's 
it's insane and it's it's even funnier when you see like all these groups how they they're not going to go see it when they, they really are because then how how are they not going to be able because then they won't be able to say anything about the film they'll have exactly. to go see it which means they're giving and, them the money exactly in the line that's how it always works and in fact as i get older the more and more i see that with so-called boycotts it's like ah yes boycotts are fine for everyone else but not for me though <laughs> Because I still need to see it. I'm like, oh, so it's all, it's like prohibition back in the day. Yes, <laughs> prohibition for everyone else, but not for me. <laughs> but yeah, movie looks cool. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the remix of the classic Star Wars theme. Yeah, not done by John Williams. It was done by someone else who did like trailer music for these, um, for these trailers. But yeah, it was fantastic. Kind of yeah, want it to be in the film. <laughs> Yeah, me too. It's a really nice thing where it's like, hey, this is familiar, but also different. Much like this trilogy has been familiar, but different. <laughs> uh, of course, we got to see the return. Well, we didn't get to see him, but we got to hear the return of the well, emperor. We kind of see like the back of his head in one shot. Mm, and he's in like a enough. weird, like, looks like he's in like some weird chair or something. We got to see his throne, though, and it looks sick. It does. Yes, this has all been part of my plan. Okay, you're going to really have to explain how this was all part of your plan, man. I'm I'm willing to hear you out, but, man, you it's going to be a doozy how this was all part of your plan. Please tell me. Chuck <laughs> uh, is talking about the Fandom Menace book. Yes, I did see that, and yes, it is as ridiculous as it sounds. Do, do tell. I have not heard oh, about it's, this. It's a book version of... Uh, it's it's like a group of people that hated the last jedi and saw it as like like this is the fans taking star wars back so they're putting a book out about it jesus well at least it's a book that you got to (laughs) read pick up and assumedly buy okay fair enough you 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 do you guys as i've said before i know in these trying times the most controversial opinion you can have apparently is liking star wars Mm. Yeah. That actually pissed some guy off in the comment section of the last video. Yeah, I, did. I did. I, I was going to bring that up. Yes, I did see that. You, you, from now on, Joe, you're not allowed to talk about Star Wars. Apparently not. Apparently, my liking of a thing really hurts but, this guy. But, out there. Much like how I'm not allowed to review Batman comics now because I, I saw critis- that, yeah. because I criticize them. Jesus, I guess I've run all those guys out from my comment section. No one even <laughs> yeah, bothers they, anymore. They're all coming over to me now. <laughs> I guess so. And it's almost endearing in a way. It's like, hey, man, hey, I'm glad you're still out there, man. I'm glad you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the, there was some fun stuff, you know, people got whenever these trailers go out for the screenshots and everything. You know, you got Ray holding a rather interesting dagger, Kylo wearing the helmet again after making a big deal about not wearing the helmet again. <laughs> yeah, bringing what do you, all what the do you stuff think? back, bringing all the stuff back that, that the last Jedi kind of undone. Yeah, which kind of bothers me where it's like, no, but I like that Ryan Johnson made like these bold moves and decisions here and like actually tried to go against the grain and JJ Abrams is like, no, 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 no. The helmet is very sellable and marketable. He puts it back on. <laughs> And also, that, that's uh, really the only reason we can now take all these helmets that didn't sell and like put red coloring all over them and say it's new. <laughs> also, them continuing to threaten the idea too of being like, okay, what was the deal with Ray's parents? And like, we 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 know the deal. They were that they were nobodies. That was that was the thing. <laughs> yeah, we said that, but <laughs> what do, what do you what do you what do you think she's gonna be? Do you think do you think they'll go for it and be like, oh, she's like palpatine's granddaughter or something do you think they'll go there i mean that's the only thing that reasonably would make sense at this point i really hope they don't 
but I wouldn't put it past because everything like, that in these really movies has to relate to each other. Because this the Star Wars universe is very small, as we've learned. Yes, you know this, this universe vast, is very this, small. <laughs> this vast galaxy, far, far and away, where the only things that happen that matter are all confined to this one fucking family of people. <laughs> uh, I, I like they rode the, spa- the the space horses on the destroyer. That was fun. That that was actually pretty cool. It's it's a unique place to have a battle very it's a place we haven't seen yet and i'm like cool yeah we saw we saw like an ice like the fortress of solitude floating through the the yeah space which i am convinced will be revealed to be like a superstar destroyer that's covered in ice uh that'd be fun i'm convinced uh we saw in the big armada of ships and his fans are pointing out here uh, in the comment section the ghost from rebels is there holy shit we saw the ghost we saw the Starcaster as well uh we saw like some wookie ships we saw some which i am i think might be the iron squadron uh outrider oh. ship from rebels nice uh, I nice think maybe I, I like things i recognize <laughs> uh so what else cool. was there uh c-3po seemingly like that they're they're almost calling it out they're almost pointing to the outfield being like we will kill c-3po in this movie or he might just upload his brain into the ship like they did in solo yeah i i I like that scene i thought it was good the only problem is like he shouldn't be saying it to these characters he's known for like six months he should be saying he should be saying it to han luke leia lando you know people he spent decades with but they're all gone now. But then again, maybe they yeah. do the Disney thing where it's like he's actually looking at Force Ghosts and they're not actually mm, standing there. He could, but I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, or maybe like his 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 eyes like bring up holograms of them or something. Oh, uh, or he superimposes his uh, old friends over his <laughs> new friends. <laughs> deep fakes Ray. <laughs> he deep fakes the shit out of her. Or we realize that C-3PO has actually just been a huge human racist this whole time. All humans <laughs> look alike to me. <laughs> yeah, he's just been this huge racist. <laughs> yep, there, there I said it. All humans look alike. <laughs> C-3PO has really been triple zero this whole time. Oh, <laughs> Again, you joke, but that's like some shit they'd pull. <laughs> hey, I'd be cool with it. <laughs> I'm sure people would be too, and other people would be super confused, like when Darth Maul comes back. And they're like, wait, what? I thought he died. I'm like, it's a whole fucking thing. Robot spiders were involved and Sith witches. <laughs> hey, can you tell me Can you tell me that sometime? Ugh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but that's Star Wars coming this Christmas season, which is actually fairly soon, all things yeah, considered. Yeah, I managed to get my tickets for the midnight screening, so I might nice. do a live stream once I'm finished it. Oh, that's cool. I wonder if I like I never bothered to get early tickets because I live in a podunk northern town in the middle of frickin nowhere. So it's never usually a problem. But if there ever would be a problem, it would be for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, I lucked out and I'm because they released tickets like really early, like my time. So I was mm-hmm. able to get in and just like because I bought the tickets and then like an hour later, this whole cinema was fulfilled. Right. Yeah. Again, my small town theater is so small. No, you got to actually show up and buy tickets. You can't do anything online. (laughs) Yeah, that's how freaking old it is. They have a pre-show as well. It's like cabaret dancers and everything as well. (laughs) Please tell me the cabaret dancers come out to jizz whaler music. (laughs) (laughs) CGI monstrosity at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. What the hell was her name? It wasn't Max Rebo. He was the blue elephant. Uh, 
I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh. It was something. Yeah. It's no words. It's just all alien gibberish in a tune. Yeah, yeah. George Lucas wrote that. He he thought that it, was he thought that was good enough to go back into his film. He loved it. He loved it so much. <laughs> uh, all right, then. So that's your dose of Star Wars news, everyone. And I'm sure, as with everything about Star Wars, some people will be happy about it, and some people will be unreasonably upset about it. But there it is. Yes, but still call themselves Star Wars fans. It happens. So there, from the galaxy far, far away to the children of the Atom, we have some more X-Men news. A lot of X-Men news, actually. We do. Man, you, you thought it was slowing down, where it's like, okay, Hickman did House of X and Powers of X, and, you know, he says he's only going to do all new X-Men for 12 issues, and it's like, okay, well, he's going to pass it off to the other writers, and, you know, that's still like a year's worth of work there mm-hmm. and everything, and, you know, he's he's the architect, you know, he lays it out for people to play it out, and that's just how it's going to be. And no, actually, because when he's done all new X-Men, he's actually resurrecting giant-sized X-Men because Big Dick Hickman needs more room for his canvas of X-Men. The regular 22 pages plus ads, not enough. He, the giant-sized X-Men is a, is, a, is a euphemism because it's all just going to be about the sex island. Yes, that's absolutely what it's going to be. It's it's him so he can has a chance to do all of his fan fiction pairings. And as you can see, issue one that Matt is showing here is Gene X Emma, which I'm sure there is much ground to cover on this. <laughs> Lots of ground. A lot of ground to cover on this one. It's going to be a lot of He needed to resurrect giant-sized X-Men for this because he's going to be giving you all giant-sized X-Men while reading. <laughs> That's a boner joke, everyone. That's why you come to the comic multiverse hard-hitting dick joke journalism. <laughs> No, but this is really cool, and again, it goes to show that, no, Marvel has no plans to slow down X-Men here or forever now. I'm I'm more than happy with it because it's X-Men books I want to read, especially after, like, the first couple of ones we got uh, with X-Men oh, yeah. and Marauders and stuff. They're ones that yeah, I yeah. want to read. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, but man, Marvel, they're playing it so right with their X-Men brand right now. It's like, look, we get Hickman in. He changes the game. He hooks you up with House of X and Powers of X. Then what do you do? Oh, every week now in the month for new comics, you get a new X-Men book now. So you never have to stop reading X-Men. It will always be part of your comic diet. And there's something for everybody. You know, you like Marauders. You might not like Fallen Angels. You might not like All New. But there's something for everyone. And you can follow the story. And you can feel like you're not getting ripped off. And if you're a super fan of X-Men, or if it's your job to follow like us, you're going to buy them all. Yeah, yeah. You're going to, one way or another, you're going to buy them all. I, I, I scoffed when C.B. Sigluski or Akira Yoshida, whoever he was that week, said uh, that, you know, oh, we're going to bring the X-Men back to prominence. We're going to make them the next big uh, AAA thing at Marvel again like they used to be in the 90s. And, and I will admit, I scoffed at him. And I'm like, nah, man, you're living in the past. You know, the X-Men, they're a d- depreciated brand. Maybe, maybe when the movies come back, you might be able to get something there. But no, I don't see people... Uh, you know, I, I couldn't see anything big enough to push the mutants back to that triple A spot. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, they, I will, the stars aligned on these books. Boy, did they. I will eat the crow. And you know what? Again, if they keep doing stuff like Marauders that is, you know, stylistically and tonally different and, you know, shining the light on cool characters. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the X-Men are a universe unto themselves, aren't they? 
you literally can have a book every week of the month. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And you did. And you do again. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and this is before the movies come out. <laughs> the chat saying Akira Yoshida never gets old. No, it doesn't. Lest no. we forget. It, amazing. It's, it's comedy gold that. And I, oh, my God. I don't know why he was thinking he'd do that. Yeah, you, you can't write anything that funny, everybody. But yeah, and, and that's not the only piece of X-Men news, too, because it's like uh, I think at the end of it all, there's going to be 11 books because you got all the books that were announced. House of Empower. You got the X-Moira book that I only heard about last week as someone in the chat told me. Yeah, about it. yeah. The Mysterious X-Corp, which mm-hmm. is coming sometime in 2020, which I actually think X-Corp is going to be a resurrection of X-Factor. Yeah, yeah. Which I was actually a really big fan of that last X Factor book, so I'm really glad they're bringing it back. I like the idea of like boardroom corporate mutants for yeah, some reason. That yeah, fun it's to really me. interesting. It's it, it's something that never really happened before. It's a fun concept, and again, too, it's like, well, look, if the mutants are building their own nation, obviously they're going to need their own industry. Yeah, and that's even talked about in Marauders a little bit. Indeed, it is, and I'm like, okay, well, mutant companies suffer the same, you know, late stage capitalism <laughs> that the rest <laughs> of the human world is. <laughs> I mean, if I mean, if they put guys like Sebastian Shaw in, at the head of it, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got all that, and then on top of that too, they announced a brand new miniseries, X Men Fantastic Four, from Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, oh, Chip Zdarsky writing the Fantastic Four and X Men. Oh my god, it's it's a match made in heaven. And also too, it's like, oh great, you know, Zdarsky gets to go back to the Fantastic Four well, which he hasn't had to do since uh, the end of uh, what is it, uh, the Thing Human Torch book? He yeah, did. yeah. Which was an excellent book, you know, canceled before its time because obviously they had to make way for the main Fantastic Four. But but this is cool. And this also seeks to answer, you know, the question on everyone's tongue where it's like, OK, so Franklin Richards is both a member of the Fantastic Four and an Omega level mutant. And it looks like Xavier and his people are trying to get a lid on all the Omega level mutants. So where does he stand in this? Well, it'll be interesting because they were doing that whole thing in the X- in the uh, Fantastic book where like franklin was kind of losing his powers or like yeah the more he right. used them he would lose them faster yeah yeah so I, but, I i'm behind by like two issues on that so i don't know whether they like resolve that yet or not but as we've seen on krakoa oh well we can just bring you back and we can just fix your powers because we just have like an entire true. backlog of powers so we can like we can just kill you and bring you back and make you a god again that's true and they, it also begs the questions like why didn't they bring him in like earlier because like you'd think his powers of like creating universes and stuff like that would be pretty like really useful in krakoa i mean probably it's just a matter of they didn't want to go to war with the fantastic four <laughs> or maybe they did because there's huge chunks of history we haven't seen yet maybe moira and magneto and all of them went to mr fantastic and they're like hey can we hang out with your unborn kid and reed was like get the fuck off my property you weirdos okay <laughs> also too with the ability to like see and seed universes everything does that also as marvel knight saying make him a precog and if he's yeah. a precog could he not fuck things up for moira I, and everyone else i was gonna say that like he does have like latent telepathical abilities and stuff like that so like, yeah just is this xavier like trying to like bring him in without moira knowing or like maybe yeah. trying to manipulate him so he dies or something or 
keep keep your friends close, your enemies even closer. Yeah. I just love the idea too, where it's like, how how are Xavier and the mutants gonna coax him to come to Krakoa? Hey, Franklin, we got orgy pits, and we can make you a god again, and uh, it's basically paradise, and you can get a cool helmet like mine. You wanna <laughs> wanna come hang out with the mutants? <laughs> he, he just pulls up in a panelless van. Hey, Franklin, you wanna come with us? Yeah, the, got candy. the Krakoa van. They like it's like it's like those fat camps they like kidnap your kid in the middle of the night and like yes. take you to like a weird island <laughs> come on it's fun come on <laughs> spring break spring break on krakoa <laughs> and again reed and sewer it's like you you get from here xavier and magneto you just chase them off <laughs> yeah, with a broom, broom yeah <laughs> stop trying to entice my son into your van of mystery <laughs> <laughs> oh you, you ran us off this time invisible woman but we'll be back <laughs> we'll get him <laughs> We'll get them. They just have like a box with like a stick and a rope on it. And they're just and like a cookie, and they're just waiting for him to go. And there's like, ha we got him. <laughs> nope, he's ours now. Possession is nine tenth the law. If you step over here, you'll be declaring war on Krakoa. <laughs> That's the law. That's how we wrote it. <laughs> but yeah, this this is a really fun premise, and I'm really interested to see where they go with this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super cool. I'm intrigued to see, like yeah it's 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 starting to like seep into like the mainline marvel universe mm -hmm. now with this sort of stuff which i'm glad to see because i'm really intrigued to see like what other heroes think of them quartering themselves off on this sex island yeah on our crazy sex island <laughs> hey we haven't hurt anyone yet <laughs> that you know of yeah that's that's always the thing with this when everyone's like you know oh you know their island's all weird and segregatious i'm like no if anything anyone can come so long as you're a mutant or a friend of mutant kind heck vulcan's letting all the uh, his alien buddies come and hang out <laughs> they haven't done anything wrong yet <laughs> that's always the asterisk we've done nothing wrong yet <laughs> that you know if we haven't messed with time well maybe but how bad is that <laughs> yet yeah, you, you got to wonder if, like, the Watcher or someone more cosmic comes in. They're like, yeah. whoa, 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 you guys have really messed with time here. Yeah, like, you've been doing stuff that there's, like, a preordained, like, way it's meant to run, and you've, like, completely fucked all that up. Yeah, it's like, this is this is bad. You're not meant to mess with time like this. <laughs> you you got to figure, like, Eternity or some big, powerful cosmic entity will step in and be like, uh, hey, are you mutants doctoring the timeline? No. Yeah, Living Tribunal or something. Yeah, like, uh, are you sure? No, yeah, we, we sure didn't. Nope, nope, that wasn't us. Really, because it says here that you've literally groundhogged it like eight times. <laughs> which is like three more times than you're legally allowed to. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. There's your dose of X-Men news. It's a great time to be an X-Men fan. It really is. It is. Uh, what else we got going on here? Ooh, some TV news, uh, which again, this is the point where I have to admit that I am horribly behind on all of the CW shows, yet again, being sick and everything. I'm good to catch up. I just need a night to do it. It's been difficult because all my TV watching time has become Outer Worlds time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently CW has ordered nine more episodes of Batwoman for the first season. What, does that mean it's up to like 20 episodes or... I think so now. Oh, okay then. So it was like, it wasn't ordered. I thought it was ordered to like full series before it even... Me too. Even aired. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yes, it is interesting. They're like, eh, we don't have a lot of faith in this one. We'll wait and see. <laughs> and then we'll order some more episodes on that. I'm like, why? Because it's the one show with a woman and an LGBT lead. Eh, we didn't say that. <laughs> you said that. 
racist. Yeah, we didn't we didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> hey, does Black Lightning get to hang out in the crossover? Yes. <laughs> he gets to hang out. Now drop it. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's cool for them that uh, they get eight more episodes there. Again, I'm behind. Although I did see in the trailers that Alice hasn't gone away yet, and I'm like, oh, no. that's a problem for me. I I watched I I watched episode three the other day, and I've already forgotten what it was about. I I remember the, the, isn't he? I wouldn't. I don't call that guy hush. He was like some media mogul who was after a weapon. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Wayne invented a weapon that could destroy the bat suit should anyone get it, like a gun. Oh, and I'm like, Bruce Wayne wouldn't do that. <laughs> No, he'd make anything but a gun. <laughs> he wouldn't even let anyone get near the bat suit, and it, and it, Bruce is so arrogant. He wouldn't even develop a, a like a uh, a thing that could stop Batman. That's like no, a whole thing. In, that's does. like a whole thing in the comics. He's got one for everyone else except for Batman. Except for him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hey, they cover that in Batman Superman this week. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, oh, you know, I've always used fear and I've always invaded my friend's privacy and everything. But you know, it was for the greater good. But, ah, crap, now Batman Who Laughs does all those things. He's my, uh, what is it? He knows my weaknesses. Yeah, they did all that, and that's, like, all I remember. Yeah, Tommy Ellis was crap in this. Yeah. Uh, what was another thing? Uh, oh, the chat kind of reminded me of this one. Uh, so Stargirl, they're not sure now if that one's going to the DC Universe app, or maybe it's going to hbo or maybe it's going to cw <laughs> they really don't know where that show is going now which does not bode well for that app oh way to shit the bed on that app eh? <laughs> i mean we theorize this where it's like look the second doom patrol and all the shows that were getting well reviewed got sent to hbo as part of that big app war i'm like well if you don't have any original content here then why are people paying money for this app again why didn't they just like make like like a DC Unlimited, like to com to go up against like Marvel Unlimited, where it's all your comics and stuff, and all your comics and animated shows. Yeah, well, like, I mean that's basically what it's going to end up being. Yeah, so like, why not just go from that to begin with and just put like all these shows on like HBO Max or like CW, you know? Yeah, and again, I was interested for that Star Girl show too because I think she's a yeah. fun premise, and and and, and Jeff, you know. Jeff Johns was heavily involved in it and everything absolutely and he has a reason to really care about it and you know it's something we haven't really seen before it's a nice little bit of counter programming and a story we haven't seen before mm -hmm. which i think goes a long way when making superhero stories where it's like look we've seen batman s shows and superman s shows forever and ever let's try something a little different but yeah i'm i'm worried about that where it's like we don't know where this is gonna go now <laughs> and we've already lost swamp thing so that's already quite a few of our shows we've lost. Yeah, and also HBO announced they're, they're announcing some DC shows in the coming weeks. I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I think it's coming up at the end of the year sometime. So, like, again, they didn't mention the app at all, like the DC that, app at all. That just blows my mind. That's like, who is even in charge <laughs> over there? Who is even doing anything? And then I'm like, ah, this is why Kevin Feige was put in charge at everything at Marvel, so mm -hmm. shit like this doesn't happen. Yeah. So you don't have such a huge division of labor where it's like, no, everything is under one roof and bleeds into each other. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that is your dose of CW. Everyone. Oh, before we move on from this more CW, uh, we got the actual dates for the crossover now for the big uh, crisis on Infinite Earths. It's like December 9th or something. Yes, but it's weird because some shows air on the same night. Like doesn't Supergirl and Batgirl air on, or Batwoman air on mm -hmm. the same night? Yes. Tonight. So that airs on... 
Yes, that's right, as we do this show. So they are on the same night. So you actually get two back-to-back bits there. And then it goes from, like, the 9th to the 11th. Yeah, where the Arrow and Flash ones, I think. Yes, but then they also, like, take some nights off. They have a big big break until January. Yeah, I'm like, that's a stupid way to do it. Why didn't you pick a night where you could do it, like, in a week? I imagine there's, like, some big... big cliffhanger before the the final episode of arrow and then i think the legends episode is kind of like a um uh like a like a catch-up or something like a um like it's like a bookend which i imagine since they deal with time travel and stuff it's it's them explaining oh everything is now in one timeline Uh, you know i didn't think about that matt but i think you predicted it yep you're right it's gonna be a big cliffhanger like oh no how how is this gonna resolve come back in january (laughs) And then to finish it off, to be like, yep, you're right. And now the legends in their own comedy, self-referential way will to be like, hey, now everything is in one place. Yeah, but yeah, they've been building it up, building up to it pretty well. Like Arrow is just all crisis stuff. Yeah, Uh, you were saying. Yeah, well, like this this, last week's episode, they were like teaming up with Katana to get more stuff for the anti uh, for the monitor and stuff like that. And flash this week was a little bit more stuff. I like in flash that they actually did the, um, the thing from crisis of infinite earth with flash, uh, like dissipating. Like, Oh, being, did they? Yeah. They, like it was like kind of like a shot for shot remake of it. Ooh. I, uh, again, I'm behind on that, but I did like uh flash flying through a big portal while they play the theme <laughs> from uh, flash Gordon. <laughs> oh, they, you could tell the effects weren't there because they used it for the crisis mm. show because the effect some of the effects on that <laughs> not great but i don't care because i love the use of friggin queen i'm like how much did you guys have to pay for that hey cisco said it was he's been waiting five years to use that indeed and i'm like you know what that's fine that's fine i'm all right with that <laughs> i i then of course because i watched that show with someone and i had to explain to them what flash gordon was and what that was a reference to <laughs> Oh, you see, there was this old movie serial called Flash Gordon, and then they did like a movie version of it, and Queen did the song for it, and that's the song. <laughs> Savior of the universe, you'll save every one of us. <laughs> but yeah, so that's your CW update, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on to some comic news here. Uh, hey, did you like that Spider-Man noir, Matt, from Spider-Verse? I did. He's, yeah, was, uh, how could you not? Well, he's actually coming back with a brand new miniseries now with a rather interesting team at the helm. Marguerite Stoll is going to be writing it and art by Juan Ferreira. And, of course, we're big fans of Juan Ferreira here on the channel. He's mm-hmm. commented on our videos before, so yes. I know he's watching. So, hello, Juan. Yes, yes, he's a fantastic artist. He's currently doing the Punisher Kill Crew, which is... <laughs> I, I reviewed the first issue. I wanted to review the second. And by the time I I like was like, I'm going to do the second issue, the third issue had already come out i'm like they didn't announce this at all yeah that one's going really quick i'm i am an arc behind on punisher and i wanted to do a whole video on it but i haven't had a chance to sit down and read it but yeah uh yeah he's a really talented guy stole is really interesting too and yeah i mean spider-man noir enjoying a great little resurgence in popularity thanks to the nicholas cage portrayal yeah and it's a perfect portrayal as well very much so you know sometimes i just light matches and let them burn down to my fingertips (laughs) so i can feel something (laughs) i i wonder will this be a more self-serious version of spider-man noir or will this be the more movie inspired slightly comedic but doesn't know he's comedic type of version i have to feel it's going to be that it's going to be both like because that that way you get the comedy and you get the serious stuff 
Will will he be punching Nazis, though, is what I want to know. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, again, I, I'm a little bit behind on, on my uh, Spider-Man noir lore. I know, you know, they did the Goblin stuff. I think they did a version of Mysterio in one of the next uh, little mini series he got. It would be fun if out of the blue he's like, okay, so for this third one he fights Hydra and the Red Skull and everything. <laughs> that would be really cool. Because why not? But, uh, yeah, so there's your Spider-Man Noir news, everyone. I might check this one out. Again, you know, I, sometimes you see a comic and you're like, man, that looks really cool. I want to give that a try. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, my workload is too too high. I can't. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> has, has that – they announced like a, a Spider-Verse book. Has that come out? Yes, it has. Oh, Jesus. I was, I was going to pick that up. And, oh, holy crap. <laughs> It came out to very little fanfare, actually, which oh, really? I hate to say. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, not that not the people didn't like it, but just like no one talked about it. Oh, did people expect it to be like exactly like the movie or something? I don't know. It's just no one really talked about it. I'm like, well, that's a shame. No, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, uh, someone in the chat says too, KT. Will it mention his death in Spider Gwen? Yeah, I forgot that happened. It, it'll probably. Well, that was was that the same spider-man noir because this is like technically the movie one we don't know we'll see yeah maybe Again, it's someone it's different maybe it's someone different under uh, there uh, yeah maybe i'll have to pick it up and find out it's ben riley oh jeez the spider-man noir clone <laughs> yeah, except in this he's like an android oh yeah as uh what is it? as our friend jersey brings up in the chat uh, house of x power of x took all the hype away because i guess it came out during that window yeah that makes sense yeah yeah that book did kind of absorb all of the hype <laughs> from around it he really did uh all right what next we got going on here Ooh, an actual kind of follow-up from a story we were talking about last week and what we alluded to before kevin feige of course becoming the uh un uh, undisputed marvel czar the undisputed marvel <laughs> champion of the world no one can take his title <laughs> now as he holds it over his head but uh, we had all asked the question where it's like okay if feige is running tv now what does that mean for jeff Loeb, the guy who used to run tv he's been pretty silent well news broke this week <laughs> and that is he's probably going to be out by thanksgiving in fact yeah. he might have been out for a while he just hasn't announced it yet yeah apparently he's been like retired or something for since october um like start of october so yeah he's he's done and like marvel tv is pretty much done like they've still got shows that they're going to be putting out but then once they're done it's done they haven't officially announced that, but that seems to be the writing on the wall where it's like, okay, new boss, new world order now, you're all done. And in fact, this story is further, or this theory, I should say, is further strengthened by the fact that uh, Cloak and Dagger on Freeform is also getting canceled around the same time as this news. Yeah, that was the next story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of happy because that means it's as we said before it's all under one roof it's all consolidated under one roof but also i'm kind of sad because like all those shows were like i caught up on runaways and cloak and dagger for the new series oh, did you that, really? that are coming out and they were they were wonderful they were yeah wonderful, from what i understand wonderful absolutely i really liked runaways I absolutely loved it um see, see i never actually took the dive on it that's actually nice to know that it's good yeah it's it's different it's just like mm. at the start the characters are all like oh i hate these kids so much but then you start growing they start growing on you which is actually pretty fair to the runaways book because they're little shits in the beginning yeah. of that series yeah. because they're, they're literally the kids of super villains they're a bunch of little rich kids 
Yeah, that's that's fair. That's pretty close to the material. And hey, you know what? Maybe if Feige is running this, it's like, look, hey, Brian K. Vaughn, look, sorry we canceled this show based on your thing. Do you have another project you would like to adapt with us? I wouldn't mind. I'd just let let that cast and maybe the Cloak and Dagger cast just be in like these TV shows or movies or something because they're, I- they're perfectly cast. And also, too, Cloak and Dagger are literal runaways, like literal runaways. They, they've got a crossover coming up in their newest season with the runaways. So I've heard, and it's like, well, look, if you're crossing that over, then you might as well let some of this stay. Because, well, it's really easy to beat up on Jeff Loeb and kick him in the balls for his tenure, for all the stupid Scott Buck-related decisions, and him just being a genuinely prickly personality in real life. You can't take away the fact that a lot of the shows were good and like they lasted and they had fan bases and shit. And I would hate yeah. to clean the board completely on it, even though I kind of feel that's what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, I think they're just going to restart everything again. But I mean, some of these shows, too, it's like, hey, you got two seasons out of that material. That's pretty good. That's more than most people get. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And yeah. It would be interesting to see what, what Loeb's going to do now. Like, as someone said in chat, I wouldn't mind seeing him go back to writing comics people forget that he's been the tv man for so long where it's like you know he used to write really good comics once yeah, upon a time he did a really good arc on batman and superman yes really good indeed arc. he did that people still talk about to this day and of course he had his color series that he did for mm-hmm. years uh what was it uh hulk gray spider-man mm-hmm. blue yeah. and uh captain america white yeah maybe maybe it's time for another color in there <laughs> Was it Daredevil Yellow? Was that another one he did? I think it was Daredevil Yellow. Was it yellow or red? No, I think it was yellow because he was in the yellow suit at the time. Okay. You would think it would have been red, but that's that's the thing. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I know Jeff Loeb has written some Punisher stories in the back, uh, past. It'd be funny for him to do, like, Punisher Black. Yeah, as, as a lot of people said, he did Batman Long Halloween. He did, which, man, uh, I had a power outage here recently, and I went back to read Long Halloween because it was there in my pile. I'm like, oh, I haven't read this for a bit. bit. God, that book reads really well, even to this day. It really does, doesn't it? And it's a really solid mystery, and I'm sitting there, and I'm reading it. I'm like, no wonder Christopher Nolan got really inspired by this. And, (laughs) you know, so many other people got really inspired by this because I'm like, god damn, this is just a creative-ass book. Real adult, mature take on the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. This is like a really interesting take on Harvey Dent that we would never really see again. Just, man, Long Halloween's a good-ass book. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hope Jeff Loeb also goes back to writing comics. Yeah. Now that he's essentially freed up now. Or he might just retire. I don't know what his salary was. Maybe he's decided he finally has enough money. Yeah, maybe, maybe he can go over to DC and sort all their shit out. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Where it's like, okay, I'm back. Loeb's home. <laughs> That'd be co- hey he he did he did Smallville and stuff like that he was producing on Smallville and Smallville lasted ten seasons. Indeed, it did. Wouldn't that be interesting? Where it's like, look, it, it, in my moment of pure spite, I went back to the competition. It's like, all right, let's get this shit in order now. <laughs> you got you got too many apps and too many shows on too many networks. Let's fix this. <laughs> that Titan show. Let's do something about that. <laughs> Have they announced a third season for that yet? I know they Don't didn't. Think so. No. Which which is crazy to think because they announced a second season like right after season one aired, and now they're not announcing a third season. Yeah, well, the season's been pretty crappy anyway. There's a, they've had one good episode. 
I had no interest in watching it after the first one. And people are so amazed. And that's like, oh, Joel, why didn't you start season two of Titans? Because I quit after season or episode one of season just, one. That's just, why. Just watch the Superboy episode. You'd be like, wow, where was all this like throughout the rest of the seasons? Okay, that was the good one. I will add that to my ever-growing list. I need to see that. And I need to see the Neil Gaiman's death. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Little short vignette they made. The one uh, written by Jerry Oldway. Yes, which it's funny uh, when people were telling me that they're like, hey, Jewel, have you seen the DC showcase on death? I literally thought everyone was fucking with me. I thought <laughs> that they were making a cruel joke where I'm like, fuck off. They did not go back to doing DC showcase and they certainly didn't do Neil Gaiman's death. What, what, what fucking world do you think we're living in? Then I looked it up and I'm like, it's real. And it was on that Wonder Woman bloodlines. But really? I didn't really watch bloodlines. Did you see you saw the yellow, the yellow showcase with uh, Sergeant Rock, didn't you? No, because again, I thought people were <laughs> fucking with me. I need to go. I'm like, and then they made a Sergeant Rock one. What? It's really good, and it has decent animation. What's up with that? Like, here's the thing: fuck making the big long movies. Make the good, high quality shorts. Yeah, they they were really good. Like the the old ones were really damn good. I know what else you could do. You could take uh, the money for the high-quality animation and you could make, you know, uh, what is it, several small short episodes and you could call that uh, a season of television maybe. Wouldn't that be nice? That's fine. It only needs to be six. That Constantine one we really liked, that was like also like six short episodes that they stitched together into one like 90-minute movie. Yeah. Also, this thing is threatening to fall down back here. I'm getting too animated. <laughs> I don't want my Asian windows to fall down and people see how I live and what's behind me. <laughs> you should see the dungeon. Yes, I don't want people to see <laughs> my horrible, horrible crimes. <laughs> That's why the window, the window protects me. <laughs> no, it's just like the fireplace and like pictures of my family and shit is all it is. It's, a, it's just a mantle, but it's just like a really shitty it's, image. It's nice that you call your captors the, your family. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, shut up back there. <laughs> I'm talking about the Superman. <laughs> Uh, and actually, hey, moving on from there, because uh, we, we actually mentioned Wonder Woman, and this is a perfectly good segue. Uh, apparently, it was announced this week that Maxwell Lord is actually going to be appearing in that Wonder Woman 1984 movie. It's kind of a given. It was, it, he was, it, we knew Pedro Pascal was playing him. Like, he looks exactly like like him he looks a lot like him which again you know it's like on one thing i'm like oh so you know is he is he gonna be the villain for this one next to cheetah is he gonna be like the secondary villain and i'm like it's you know it's weird to pick him and then i'm like well it's not so weird though because like an image even for people who don't read comics or are only tangentially knowledgeable is the famous image of wonder woman breaking maxwell lord's neck so i mean you know yeah or that other image of like maxwell lord shooting blue beetle also that so you know fair enough yeah to bring him into these films yeah i i do, do you think is he gonna have his like powers do you think that's my next question that i was gonna pose to you is he going to be a powered threat or is that gonna take away from cheeto or maybe it's one of those things where it's like he shows up in this movie and he's just a regular suit wearing asshole but maybe he gets his powers by the end of the movie and then maybe that's wonder woman three in modern day the supergirl the the first two seasons of supergirl did that with maxwell lord where he's just like a normal, normal businessman and then he gets like some type of power there's a lot of interesting ways you could go with Maxwell Lord because he has such this rich, interesting history, like uh, how he used to be like a super fan 
for the superhero community and how he used to hang out with the Justice mm-hmm. League and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they brought him back and it's like, no, he's dark and gritty and a bad guy <laughs> now. I'd love to see if they went in that direction to have Maxwell Lord be like, oh, I'm such a huge Wonder Woman fan. I have all your like World War II cards and shit. That'd be pretty cool. It's kind of like a Coulson. Yeah, kind of like a Coulson. But then you make the twist and be like, no, but this guy's actually evil. though. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, evil people can be fans. Yeah. In fact, you could actually make a really interesting story out of that where it's like, yes, this guy is a fan of superheroes, but he's the most evil guy showing that he has completely missed the forest for the trees in all of these superhero stories he loves. (laughs) And that he sees nothing wrong with his behavior. (laughs) That would be fun. It's, I'm surprised we haven't heard more about this Wonder Woman 1984 movie, well, considering what a big hit that first Wonder Woman movie was. Well, we got, it was meant to come out this year, wasn't it, and got pushed back. That's right. I guess it did, because, again, DC Warner Brothers films, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, but apparently we're getting a trailer sometime in December, apparently. That's the right. rumors. We're giving you a new Batman, because our other Batman but, quit, or we forced him out, whatever. Yeah, but my, my favorite thing about this film is that people have just been like... like the DC Cinematic Universe people have been like completely going against it because of that that poster we saw that that had that had colors on it. Oh, because it was all shiny and cool looking at an image that actually grabbed your eye. Yeah, yeah, they didn't like that. They thought it would they were just going to be aping Thor Ragnarok because because color Thor Ragnarok it- invented color before that nothing was in color. It's true. We lived in a very dark time before Taiko Waititi invented color for all of us. I'm thankful for him and to the nation of New Zealand. (laughs) Man, I still haven't seen Joker yet now that I'm feeling better and like Jojo Rabbit comes out this week. I'm like, hmm. Just go see Jojo Rabbit. You'd be better off seeing that fucking film. Man, the... The funny thing about the Joker discourse is like for a week it was super hot and everyone was into it. But then I guess people realized that it was ultimately a pretty empty film and no one was talking about it week two. No, no. The most I heard about it was this week is apparently some dude's like, oh, yeah, we're having a big uh, Halloween party on the steps from the movie and everything in New York. You know, come out there. And like a bunch of people from that area are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely come out to my backyard dressed like a clown. Uh, Bring your wallet. And your iPad and everything, too. Yeah, while you're at it. I promise you won't get robbed. Oh, oh I hope people do rob them. Because, yeah, people have just been using those steps to, to like, film and photos and everything, not not realizing that, hey, someone, like, lives there. Yeah, which, man, I really I really want just a bunch of sad clowns in costume being like, yeah, and then we were robbed by real criminals. <laughs> we do live in a society. <laughs> We didn't know it until now. Also, again, I haven't seen the movie, so you'll have to tell me. The, the song he's dancing to in that bit there from the movie, that's Gary Glitter, right? Yeah, and everyone was, was quick to say that this is wrong because we hate these artists now, which means we have to hate all their music. Right, because Gary Glitter, for those of you who don't know, actual convicted pedophile in real life. Like, I think, is he dead or is he in jail? I, I, I'm not too sure. But yeah, a- actual convicted pedophile, to which, which is like, you know, hey, lots of music I like is from bad people. But at least, you know, Warner Brothers was sure to come out and be like, okay, he doesn't own the rights to that one anymore. We promise your tickets don't go into the bank account of an actual pedophile. We promise. Also, you're, you're complaining about the music the Joker listens to? Yeah, really. <laughs> like, like, he would listen to that sort of stuff. He, he only listens to artists who are problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Kevin Spacey in there. Yeah, yeah. 
oh man, Bojack Horseman this season had a joke that was so amazing where Paul F. Tompkins is like, oh, I haven't been this uncomfortable since, uh, what is it, I was playing Twister with Zach, or uh, what is it, with Brian Singer. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a at a party. One. That's a good one. It was at a, Oh, it gets better. It's like, yeah, I was playing Twister with Brian Singer at a party thrown by Kevin Spacey. It was a getting out of jail party for Andy Dick. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> Jesus, that's a layered joke. <laughs> Boy, gut, man, there's a lot of that this season on BoJack. Where I'm like, man, that's a joke within a joke within a joke. <laughs> it's actually its final season this season. They're yeah. doing it in two apps. Yeah, I'll be able to catch up now. Yeah, I know that's like one of those shows that some people are like, I'll wait till it's done until I watch it. Yeah. There's few comedies that ride this amazing line from like having me laughing like <laughs> that was funny to oh, God, that was so depressing. <laughs> Because that's what the show is, just wavering between those two things. <laughs> like, episode one is like, okay, Bojack finally put himself into rehab after six seasons. Now let us flash back to pivotal moments of his life where he ended up drinking. <laughs> oh, as you do, as you do. As you. Oh, and it's a laugh riot for all those times he tried to feel normal and to fit in and to make <laughs> the pain go away. <laughs> And also his young co-star, because he's basically Bob Saget, his shitty behavior and uh, shitty role modeling may actually have gotten her uh, to become an alcoholic, too. So, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, everyone. So, yeah, that was the news this week, everyone. I hope you liked it. Yeah. Uh, I guess from there we can hop on in over to what we read this week. And I actually got a fair amount read. I'm actually happy for once about the amount I read. Yeah, I, I, I got, I'd like to think a, a fair amount. I still have got heaps left over, but yeah. I know. God, can we, is it, 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 this is a month with 31 days, yes? Next week is like a, or this week is actually quite a, a little bit of a light week. Good. I was going to say, can we have a light one? I was talking to this with someone else the other day and I'm like, man, you know, comic book YouTubers, it's great that we always have content every Wednesday, but it sucks because we can never take a vacation. <laughs> if you're if you're lucky, they'll let up around Christmas time, or if you're lucky in a month with 31 days, they'll give you kind of a break. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, where would we like to start this week, Matt? Uh, I don't know. Where? What, what did you read? Uh, let's start with Marauders, I guess, because yeah. this is, you know, I think we kind of start with X-Men a lot. Boy, this, I was not expecting this one, because it's really funny it's a comedy, and I think that's so great because that's the one thing Hickman wasn't delivering in his things, you know, like jokes and yuck. Mm -hmm. So to make mm -hmm. this one kind of an action co comedy was a cool idea. Yeah, I I wasn't too sure about this book and probably most of the these X books. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't see this this surviving or or something. But yeah, I finished reading this. I'm like, I hope this gets like like ten volumes it's so it's, yeah, it's so funny it's a it's really funny and a really solid premise and a great reminder of like oh yeah jerry duggan has been a marvel secret weapon forever and yet they've never given him a triple a title and that's so weird this is the guy who shepherded deadpool for five years so no wonder it starts with a great joke like literally it's like hey krakoa the mutant nation for everyone come one come all kitty pride tries to walk in <laughs> hits her head off the thing because she can't go yeah and again again you just like like right off the bat we've got like a like one little plot point was like why can't kitty use the gates like why doesn't krakoa let her use the gates 
which is fascinating. And I'm like, okay, so this is your mystery. This is what you build the series around. As I said before, it's an action comedy. Uh, there was a comment I got from a guy, and I saved it because it was so perfectly wrong. You should have sent I me just... it. I could have put it up on the screen here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm not that petty as to out someone. It's there. You can find it. First off, he wrote a novel, which already you're on my wrong side when you write me a novel. <laughs> It's a comment section. Keep it short. But this dude so totally did not get that it was a comedy and that to see someone actually try and look at a comedy like it was a drama was truly, truly stunning. It's like it it was it was like reading something an alien had written Mm -hmm. where he's like, oh, I I didn't like that Kitty stole a boat. That means she's not a hero. She's a bad guy. I'm like, yeah, it's a joke. She could have waited for someone to send a boat for her or she could have bought one with her own money. But it's absurd. It's funny that she steals a boat because, as she says, it's like all my mutant friends are off in Mardi Gras spring break having a great time. And I'm the one person left out. You bet I'm going to move heaven and earth to get there. Also, like, what has Kitty done to prove that she's like that, that like no nonsense, I will never do anything wrong type of hero? Like, has this guy read anything about her? Well, she was the headmaster of the school in gold. Yeah, but then she was also, like, going off into space, killing monsters and all that sort yeah. of shit. And, like, she's done some questionable things throughout her life. She she contains multitudes, which is why she's a fascinating character. And this book is really a love letter to her. This same guy had a problem. Oh, and then she threatens a small child. I'm like, yeah, and she did That's it in Anna. That's the yeah, joke. she did it. it's absurd adult women don't usually threaten kids did did you notice that her face became all distended and anime-esque for a second there (laughs) yeah as to stretch that it's a joke the glint in the eye and everything it was funny it was great but then the real uh the real cherry on the keg is when he defended the russian government in their uh in how they were treating the mutants and i'm like okay first off guy one that wasn't the russian government they were fighting that was a mutant hating militia first off so you got that bit wrong too are we really going to defend the russian government in 2019 are we and their ways of dealing with special uh, interest groups like mutants considering how they disappear people like that in real life and the guy the the guy the the not crimson dynamo guy says said so like it's like they either serve us or we crush them and put them in gulags i'm like how are you defending that yeah and then and then he's like oh you know krakow it's a, it's a it's a segregationist nation i'm like no no you can get in all the time you just gotta prove to the mutants you're not a threat <laughs> and he's like oh and kitty was way too mean with those russians there i'm like she didn't kill them though yeah she didn't i i got something similar as well where like because uh when they go and fight the the russians kitty does something where she like she shoots guy in the knee and then she phases the gun through two guys legs and like leaves it it's so so cool i got one as well it's like oh my god kitty like she she would have been better off to kill those guys i'm like she didn't she she left them alive you know Uh, uh, but what's the rule there uh what is it there Uh, respect this holy land make more mutants (laughs) uh uh harm no man yeah or was it no murder no man murder murder no man is open for interpretation you can still fuck a man up and not have him be dead (laughs) he might wish he was dead (laughs) but you can still fuck him up i mean batman does the same thing (laughs) (laughs) i don't see you holding batman to those standards too i mean he beats guys into comas and body casts all the time but oh when kitty does it yeah yeah or Kate. I love that too. Emma's like, no, I'm not going to call you Kitty. You're an adult woman. I'm going to call you by your name. <laughs> That's really funny. And I'm surprised it took someone this long to bring that up. 
yeah yeah so yeah yeah uh, emma frost plays a big part in this where we we revealed that like she wants kitty to be her red queen get that mm-hmm. extra seat at the table and uh yeah b- b- become a pirate captain basically which who wouldn't want that gig yeah with a brand new boat get to pick her team which she, you know, she is... falls right into it she just gets like oh, yeah. immediately wasted off of off of canadian club whiskey and yeah one bottle which was all so she she's like a lightweight a little bit there i love that where she's she's already become a smuggler and a pirate with wolverine like bring me cubano sandwiches and pomade but don't tell cyclops about the pomade (laughs) and that he's so stoked because krakoa's like no i will provide all the food and sustenance for it Mm, that's not memphis ribs though Mm, that's not canadian clubs so we're gonna have a problem i love how happy he is when he arrives he's just like he's like a dog he just like runs out (laughs) into the ocean and boards the boat and brings back his kegs and whatnot I love Wolverine. I love funny Wolverine. Funny, wholesome Wolverine. Hi, kitty. Bye, kitty. <laughs> also, Iceman gets a lot of uh, fun in this book, too. They basically make him the gay best friend. And I know that's kind of been up in the air right now. Where it's like, okay, well, the younger version came out and the older version said he would come out. What are we What are we going to yeah. do with that? The answer is innuendo. Endless innuendo is what we're going to do. I was going to say, is because, yeah, they had that whole thing where, like, Jean Grey basically outed him. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, but that was the younger one, and the older one hadn't done that yet. So yeah, no. uh, I suppose it's like it's like ah, you be whatever you want on Krakoa. Basically, yeah, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Although, again, there's some really great one-off lines there where Kitty's like, oh, you know, why why can't I go through the gate? Well, they say they have top men working on this one, and Bobby's <laughs> like, oh, I'd like to meet those top men, and I'm like, yes. Because you've always been a bottom, haven't you, Bobby? But <laughs> dumb tish. I'm fine with the age of Iceman innuendo. Is he gay? Is he straight? Is he bi? Whatever. But he's a saucy bitch, is what he is. <laughs> oh, hey, Bobby, you're naked again coming back from Russia. Was that from praying or playing? Eh, you know. <laughs> Little bit of both. <laughs> but yeah, Marauders is great. Marauders is funny. Ooh, Pyro is there, and he's the Australian original, again. The original Pyro. Which, man, that's amazing they have that power on Krakoa. Oh, yeah, we can resurrect you, and we can resurrect everyone's favorite version of you. And I, I love how they just, like, breeze over those. He's he's like, oh, yeah, I was asleep, and then I was awake, and it turns out I was the first one, like, to be brought back by Krakoa. How about that? I'll just, you know, <laughs> join this team now and be Australian and call people yobbos. Love it. Love everything about <laughs> it. I am down for this. It's also funny, too, how they say, and I'm sure this will come up later, where it's like, okay, uh, Kitty, you know, you were actually our third choice. Storm was our first choice, and she said no, because obviously Aurora doesn't like Emma, and the mm-hmm. fact that she's basically a criminal, and that makes a lot of sense. Who was the second choice? Mm, maybe Iceman. Maybe Iceman, yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't like boats. Yeah. I get seasick. <laughs> yet he's part your, of the team. Yeah, I can't be your weird pirate captain. Yeah, <laughs> yet he's part of the team. That's interesting. Also, too, the fact that uh, Kitty or Kate can't go to Krakoa means that she's probably not drinking as much as the of the Kool-Aid as everyone else, and she's not getting as indoctrinated, which means that Kitty could very well be the one to save everybody. Yeah, but yeah. She, she says, like, at the start, whereas where Iceman's like, hey, let Krakoa build you a weird sex house. Um, mm-hmm. Like, she she doesn't really want to. No, yeah. She's like, hey, I don't particularly want to stay at this weird place. Yeah, you're all getting a little too uh, dependent on this island. Mm-hmm. 
Also, too, you know, I, I've heard some interesting theories where it's like, okay, well, why can't she go there? Is it a problem with her phase shifting power? That's like the obvious one. Is it uh, because she did something to offend Krakoa at some point because Krakoa mm-hmm. is indeed alive? Yep. Is this something – Is does Moira not want her there for some particular reason? Or – and here's another interesting theory that someone actually brought up to something that Mr. Sinister had said previously that apparently he's already replaced a mutant somewhere on the island. Ooh. So Ooh. what if she's replaced, which means she's not actually a mutant anymore? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, she, yeah, they they've somehow managed to like leave her as it is, but they've like taken the mutant gene or something, or out and, of her, and that's yeah. why she can't go through. Oh, that'd be really interesting. And so we find out later, maybe, and I'm just spitballing here that she's like some Mister Sinister sleeper agent. He's just got to flip a switch. Yeah, and it's like all hail Sinister. I follow you. <laughs> So yeah, lots of cool places this book could go. Yeah, very intriguing. And it's got me interested for the other books like Fallen Angels. Mm-hmm. And, which was, is Fallen Angels the one that comes out this week? I think so. I know people have been talking about it. It's the Brian Edward Hill one. Yeah, it's the one with all like the British British uh, like guys in it. No, that that's Excalibur. Or is it, I think that's the one that comes out this week. Excalibur is this week, yeah. Which yeah. I'm very excited for Excalibur because Apocalypse and also written by Teeny Howard, who I've mm. been saying before, is a real face to watch at Marvel right now. because she's, she's a had fantastic some, writer. She is. She's had some one-shots here and there. She has that Strike Force book, which I haven't had a chance to read yet, and like a couple uh, anthology stories, and they've all knocked my socks off. Mm-hmm. She's got kind of a young Gail Simone thing about her, actually. Yeah which is high praise for me to give. But yeah, definitely one to watch. And Excalibur is just a cool idea for a team to all these international mutants. Yeah. Also, new, uh, what is it? New version of Captain Britain, which is going to be pretty huge. That's what has me really intrigued. Captain Britain in a post-Brexit age. I wonder if that's going to come <laughs> up at any point here. <laughs> I am the hero of this empire while well, it lasts. <laughs> yeah, I cannot go to these new, these European states. Oh, man, that's got to be a thing. Stop, Captain Britain. We can't let you in. (laughs) Ah, crap. You don't have the right passport. (laughs) You're really more Captain London in this general area. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean I'm less powerful now? (laughs) (laughs) Also, too, I wonder if we'll get to see other past Captain Britons show up at all. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, because, you know, you figure they're got to be running around somewhere. Yeah. Also, that's where Rogue and Gambit went. So, you know, see what's going on there with Mr. and Mrs. X. They they had a book. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So that was X-Men. Uh, what else did we have this week, Matt, that you would like to talk about? Uh, we had Batman Curse of the White Knight, issue four. Yes, yes. I did this one yesterday. Oh, boy. Uh, what a what a visceral-ass issue. This is probably Oof. the quickest read I did. Yeah, the, the, the halfway point of the series. And, yeah, we get, like, the fallout from, from Jim Gordon's death last issue, where he, well, he technically died at the start of this issue. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we get to see, as a cinema review, it's, it's like people dealing with, like, the fallout of that with, like, the anger that people feel as Batman thro- throws himself into his work in this, like, got to stop the blood feud between his mm-hmm. family and the Bacars because that's what he thinks Azrael is doing this for. Uh, yeah. where, whereas Batgirl just basically goes, fuck all this shit, I'm going to go kill Azrael. <laughs> and I I really love that because Dick tries to stop her and it's like, look, you know, Bruce and I both lost our parents at a young age. And, you know, we've had a lifetime to deal with that anger. Don't let it destroy you. Where she's like, no, no, no. I'm angry now and well-trained and an adult and shut up. And I'm going to do this. 
And, and I like, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Uncle freaking Harvey Bullock over there. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Where you think he's going to stop her for a second? Like, no, Barbara, there's a better. No, I'm coming with you, actually. I'll drive. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, I was essentially Jin's brother. Yeah, let us let us both make a poor decision together. <laughs> the, the justice system can wait. Let's fucking do this cowboy style. <laughs> Which is so wonderful because he actually cries in this book. And yeah. you never see Harvey Bullock cry. And that's how you know the shit's real. Yep, yep. Also, Leslie Tompkins shows up here in a really interesting thing, too. Yeah, yeah. So Harley's given birth to her babies and they're, they're fine and everything. And then, yeah, we find out from Leslie Tompkins that... Uh, she knew about the the journal that that of Edmund Wayne that that Alfred had found, mm -hmm. and she she had actually found it with him. Yeah, that they had been working a whole side thing when he was away, and they didn't even know. I love Alfred to protect his son and protect his family. He grabs a fucking sword off the wall. <laughs> Doesn't grab a gun. It's just like, nah, we're sword fighting now. <laughs> and then and, he goes and meets Jason Blood? Question yeah, mark. I, Okay, I thought that was Jason Blood, too. I'm glad I'm not crazy because he's got the white streak and got everything else. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's an alternate universe. Yeah, Jason Blood could be a member of the Church of St. Dumas. That makes sense. Yeah, didn't outright mention it. But yeah. But he, but he, he clearly has magic powers. So. Uh, yeah, or he's a ghost or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a ghost. And his big deal is like, look, you cannot reignite the war between the Waynes and the Church of St. Dumas or it'll be destruction for everyone. Yeah, Gotham would just be destroyed. Yeah, because it happened before. And uh, I, I love, too, in the big fight between Batman Azra and Azrael, the first time they've actually gotten their hands on each other all series, Azrael's talking all that, you know, religious fundamentalist shit. Oh, God, God let you live because we had to fight now on the field of battle. And Batman's like, dude, I barely fucking know who you are. <laughs> I love that because you never have a series where Batman just admit he doesn't know anything. I love he just straight up says, I don't know you. Yeah, I don't know you. I, I have no idea what your deal is. Like, why are you doing this? I don't care yeah. about some blood feud. Yeah. No, God is on my side. <laughs> and even before that, even Asriel's own people are like, uh, you know, Ruth is kind of manipulating you, right? And you're really just doing the work of the Gotham one percenters. God is on my side. We'll kill them all if we have to. Yeah. The Blood Angels, his, his little gang there. They're, they're like, yeah, we, we join you because like we we're part of like the squad in, in Vietnam and everything out of like respect yeah. and everything. But like you didn't mention anything about killing detectives or no. this weird like god thing it's like you're not taking your cancer pills because of it mm -mm. and and that like they've literally created a monster in Azrael because yeah. he's believing his own hype now and like they were supposed to kill gordon like really quietly and he's like no it needed to be public <laughs> <laughs> i'm fucking crazy also uh barbara gets her back broken seemingly is that what happened because i wasn't too sure whether like she got it broken or whether like she was knocked out or or she died or something it, it looked like he gave her like an inverted Bane backbreaker. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, is this how she becomes Oracle in this universe? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty it cool. It would. And in fact, I actually really like it the more I think about it. Because the problem with her getting crippled by the Joker and the whole killing joke thing is like, oh, well, she has to be a victim of sexual violence to make it happen. And it really diminishes her character because <laughs> then Batman has to go and fight the Joker and all this other stuff. But here... She did it because she was mad about her father's death, went in half cocked when she should have mm -hmm. known better and ended up paying the price for it. I'm like, see, that's good drama. Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually really like a lot better. And as well, 
hopefully Sean Gordon Murphy, uh, because he likes designing like vehicles and stuff. Maybe she gets like a sick like monster truck wheelchair or something. Oh, oh it's like <laughs> Professor X's hovering wheelchair. <laughs> That'd be cool. It's got like a bunch of riot shotguns and everything <laughs> on it. Oh, it's like one of those murder ball wheelchairs, so she can like jam into oh, you really yes. hard, knock yes. you over. Yes. <laughs> Well, you see, that's got to be for White Knight 3 is what that is. We bring Jason back and we introduce Oracle is what we do. That's true. That's true. And you can't tell me there's not going to be a 3 here oh, and that he's is. not future I mean, they're already shit. doing spinoff. We've got that free spinoff coming up soon. Which I'm really excited for, actually. Mm. In fact, speaking of Mr. Freeze, you want to talk about Detective Comics? Because that was also this week. Oh, this, this was a good issue. Yeah, he wakes his wife up and everything. And I love the second his wife is up, it really stops being about Bruce and just starts being all about them. <laughs> yeah, and she, and, yeah, and we find out that like she was like like put in there against her will. Like, yeah. like she wanted to fight the cancer and everything that was ra ravaging her body, whereas Victor was like, nah, fuck that. Cry asleep. Yep, you're going in the ice. Although, as he says, like, you know, I did it because I was too weak to deal with the truth yeah. and to deal with the mortality. I'm like, see, now that's good characterization. He did a bad thing, but for an understandable reason. And his thing is like, you know, if I saved you, I could apologize to you. And, well, I saved you, so I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He, again, it makes him like that, like, Batman animated series, Mr. Freeze, where he's like, he he never wanted to be a villain. Like, it, it yeah. just his life led him there because of him trying to save his wife they also do some small retconning too now instead of being a scientist alongside victor she was a ballerina which lends a little bit more credence to to again batman the animated series what's he always looking at oh the little music box of the ballerina and everything mm -hmm. like oh because the ballerina was literally his wife yeah yeah i'm like okay that makes sense and uh, then, too, Batman's just kind of like, well, Mr. Freeze kicked my ass, so I guess I just have to deal with trying to save these other women who are on ice. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of upset, though, they didn't do, like, what we were thinking, whereas, like, Nora, like, like, because we, at the end of the issue, this issue, she becomes, like, Mrs. Freeze and, like, yeah. gets armored up and everything. I was, like, I was kind of hoping we get that thing where it's, like, she, she saw what Batman has been doing all these years, like, through the ice yeah. to her and thinks he's an, an evil man and everything. And that's why yeah. she, she decides to help him. We didn't get that, but I like no. what we got, though. I did, too. Even in the back of my head as I read it, I'm, like, this is good, but Matt pitched a better one. <laughs> Sorry, Peter Tomasi, my friend Matt pitched a better one. But yeah, I, I again, they, they do a lot of heavy retconning here where it's like, okay, so Wayne Enterprises was actually in charge of the cryo program and Wayne shut it down or someone working for him shut it down. But also Nora and Bruce knew each other mm -hmm. before she went in the ice. Yeah, we got a cool moment between those two when he storms Wayne Manor. Oh, it's not Wayne Manor, the um, uh, like boardroomy type place. Right, because he had to get Lucius's help, and mm -hmm. Lucius looks over the serum, and he's like, yep. oh, there's actually something extra in here, something regenerative. And I'm like, oh, interesting, I wonder. It's crack. It's crack. You know, Apex Lex just sprinkled a little <laughs> bit of crack in there. That's what he did on all his... That's why he liquidated all his money to buy all the crack in the world, just to sprinkle <laughs> on like all his like doomsday weapons. That, <laughs> somehow, that somehow made them like work for individual people. <laughs> this will show them. This will show everybody. <laughs> Uh, geez, splicing yourself with Martian DNA rots your brain. Actually, I'm glad you brought up Apex Lex because in the weirdest way possible, Mr. and Mrs. Freeze win, get what they want, and then the end of this comic hooks up with the end of Justice League from last week. Oh, the, 
like a lot of comics this week actually did that yeah and last weekend for, for better and worse <laughs> very yeah so, some of them it worked well some of them just like, what like, the, like the flash one this week he's like teaming up with uh, hunter's element to fight like um black flash and everything and all that sort of stuff and then at the end of that it happens as well i'm like but flash is in the 1940s at when mm-hmm. that happens like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> Also, Batman is here and in space and in the city of Bane and fighting the Batman who laughs. I like in I like in um in that in that where where they um oh wait no that I'll get to that one. They actually talk about like Gotham and Bane and everything in action comics. Oh, do they really? Yeah, because Batman's in that as well. <laughs> also, they're all apparently fighting Leviathan at the same time yep. as well. Also, according to Black Adam from this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Adam is involved in that as well. And I'm like, fuck off all these things being related and happening at the same time. There's no way. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. That's superstar diva writers pushing them all into a corner and being like, okay, make it fit because I'm not going to stop my story to uh, benefit his. Well, I'm not going to stop my story to benefit his. Well, then I guess you're just going to have to do them all at the same time and leave the fans to make sense of it. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Don't worry that that timeline they've invented will, will make sense of it. In perfect sense, of course. We, we've wrecked it so bad by letting our three superstar writers do whatever they want that now we have to come up with a brand new timeline because that's how hard everything has been broken. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Detective Comics. Cool story. I like it. Uh, what else did you want to talk about? Uh, Batman Superman issue three. Yes, I just read this before we started. Yeah, it was a cool, cool issue. Yes, it put some much-needed uh, kind of adrenaline into a story that I was actually, mm-hmm. no, admittedly getting a little bored with at the end of issue two, where I'm like, oh, God, we're doing the Batman who laughs again, uh-huh. <laughs> but no, in fact, he actually doesn't even leave his cell. Yeah, I, I liked that, that it was all in, like, like, a VR sort of simulation. One thing I was really disappointed was we didn't really get much Superman undercover. Like no, I, I kind of thought they were going to run them with that for like a couple of issues. Same. Same. I thought that was going to be like the Serpico thing, but no, they really dispensed with that. What was hilarious to me was this whole thing where it's like, ah, oh, yes, Superman will pretend to be inverted so he can get close to the Batman who laughs. And I'm like, oh, so did you like take some of Alfred's stage makeup and like he's going to have to try acting? No, we shot him up with actual Joker yeah, poison. Yeah. yeah, and his Kryptonian physiology is only just keeping it at bay. And I'm like, that seems wildly risky, Batman. <laughs> I like to imagine, it's like, how did you get Clark to agree to that? Hey, Clark, look over there. Stab. What did you, what did you just inject you me with? He sprinkled it in his oats. <laughs> it's like, do you just keep Joker poison on you at all times? I keep everything in my belt at all times. <laughs> you want some shark repellent? I have shark repellent. Yeah, well, well, what if he accidentally, instead of injecting him with like the, 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 uh, the Joker serum, he like injects him with like, like coyote urine or something. <laughs> especially too because as we saw in that batman who laughs miniseries the only thing that saved bruce from getting infected from that weird joker poison stuff was like pure blood of his young self from the future or from the past yeah did you save some of that blood for superman (laughs) (laughs) oh no sorry clark just ran out no superman just sneezes it out oh true uh, it, it's great to uh, Batman who laughs is like, yeah, you, did you really think it was going to be that easy? Was I just going to shine the names of the secret six in the sky for you to find? <laughs> and Batman's like, oh, that's way too awkward a sentence. You gave me a clue, didn't you? 
oh, fuck, it's Gordon and he's been corrupted for weeks. Shit, I'm a bad detective. <laughs> yeah, Superman figured that out beforehand. <laughs> and, he did. And, and, and he got there late only because he was shot up with fucking Joker crack. Yeah, exactly. And hey, as I wished, my wish was granted. The Batmac showed up again. Yes, yes. From one of the best stories of the New 52 that everyone seems to think wasn't a good story. It was. Yeah, it was I, a very good story. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, what is it, revisionist history with that run. It's like, no, guys, that was actually one of the better things at that time. Yeah. And like Detective Comics was great with it because it just became a cop book with a dude in a mech suit. Yeah. People forget that was an amazing era of that book. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, also, too, Gordon is just like, I am evil now, and also I have a cool new mask now. Yeah, I don't know where I got this mask. I got that, and I got two guns. I got two guns. I can shoot the shit out of you. Which, again, as I've said before, it's like, I mean, Gordon has lived this long in Gotham City. He can hang. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. He's been Batman. It's like people, uh, like, underappreciate him. And, in fact, that's kind of a theme here of characters that the Batman who laughs to invert people who you know feel underappreciated or underrepresented because we also see jaime reyes show up here yeah, too he's technically the bat mech he is the bat mech which i love that twist where it's like ha 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 you took me back to your secret base because again i can do this as blue beetle you guys always treat me as a third stringer and a sidekick but i'm actually very powerful and very competent yeah when i wanted to i could probably take all of you people out Probably, and the fact, too, that we know who are the other ones. Supergirl, Donna Troy, Hawkman. It's like, yeah, yeah. these are all characters who feel super underappreciated in their own little bubble no one calls. And, in fact, maybe maybe that's what makes them perfect to invert and turn yeah. evil because that evil latches on to that yeah. shit in the back of their head. Yeah, it's, it's, that evil is kind of already there a little bit. It's not just like if you turn Superman, it's like, ha ha ha, I am evil Superman now, though I have nothing in me to really draw upon. But for them, it's like, no, 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 they had they had that little spark in them yeah. that got, you know, gasoline poured on it, mm. which is which I like. And I hope we get to see more of that in the story moving forward. Yeah. So, yeah, we get all that. We get them, the heroes like defeated. And then, yeah, Batman, who laughs, never left his cell. And then yeah, at the end, we get to see that that symbol again. Which I also appreciate with Batman who last being like, look, for once this fight actually isn't with the heroes, it's for my next biggest competition in reordering the universe, which is Lex and Perpetua and the Legion of Doom. And I'm like, oh, so this is going to be a villain versus villain story with the heroes caught in the crossfire. All right. I also just want to talk about that scene because earlier in the book, it says this takes place before Batman issues 77. Right. Like I'm like ah, okay, whatever. That's at least they're trying to do something. And then at the end, that happens. That that's that symbol. Whereas well, now in, it ain't Batman seventy seven. Yeah, anymore. yeah, because that symbol appeared at the end of Batman issue eighty one. So Batman couldn't possibly be involved in this. Oops. <laughs> Again, you fucked it up. You fucked it up. DC continuity is a joke right now. We just uh, have to deal with it. I, I I I've always I've been thinking I should just like do a video where I try just try and like piece it all together i'd watch I'd, that i'd, That'd be I'd probably just go and sound and end up tearing my hair out or something it, again you would do the thing we always do as comic book fans where it's like all right you know compressed for time maybe this happened in a day maybe this happened in a week but you know it's like it it had to have happened before or after but it couldn't happen during because <laughs> that's what we always do when we try and place it yeah uh, what else did we have this week, Matt, that we wanted to talk about? Uh, we both reviewed King Thor issue two. 
Yes, again, I put this one up right before we started, and man, just just when I thought, you know, uh, Jason Aaron couldn't ratchet it up anymore, he ratchets it up a bit more. Oh, yeah, he ratchets it up by basically killing Thor and Loki. Yeah, pretty much. And also having a pretty goddamn good reason as to how Gore the God Butcher is back. I appreciated that. It was a good reason. It's because of the Necro Sword, and I I love that. I love this new Gore, how he's basically just just fuck it all. Fuck I, I fuck killing gods. I'm just gonna like murder everyone in the universe and let the gods watch, <laughs> so the gods yep. won't have anyone to pray to, have anyone yep. praying to them basically. He also becomes a hypocrite too. It's like the universe is bad and broken and sentient beings will always become addicted to divinity. So, you know, I'm just going to kill everyone and start over and just sit back and do nothing. I'm like, well, then you'd still be a God, Gore. You would just be a shitty God who did nothing. The very type of (laughs) gods you complained about. And I'm like, oh, that's right. You're also crazy. So you don't see that you're a hypocrite. Yes, you're a crazy naked man in space love that which loki even says you stupid caveman who found a magic rock <laughs> hey the, the fact too that you know he could live inside the uh all black sword makes a ton of sense too because it's a symbiote and it joined with him which means that this is probably gore's codex we're yep. seeing and this actually gels with what's going on in absolute carnage yeah it's so again we we could go from dc where they don't know what they're doing week from week where marvel is all sort of like falling into place and I mean, they had every reason for this not to make sense, because when Jason oh, yeah. Aaron invented the All Black, he never intended it to be connected to Null or the no. symbiotes and anything. That was a Donny Cates collaboration, and now he's actually kind of paying it back. Yeah, yeah. He's the, the, again, it's, this is what happens when your writers correspond with one another and talk with one another. Can we talk to about the Anaya Blade? <laughs> the, the awesome anime weapon? I am. I love that we have just gone pure anime now. I am Gore. My blade will pierce the heavens and cut planets in half. <laughs> and Thor's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna throw three supernovas at you." <laughs> and I'm like, "We're we're anime now. We are just at the anime level right now." And I'm all fine for it. I'm totally cool with this too. Maybe maybe all the power scalers will have something to not complain about now. It's like, look, are you happy he's throwing suns? Are you happy? <laughs> Probably not, but you know, it's there. <laughs> and to bring it back too to the whole relationship between the two brothers, Thor and Loki, to have this whole like to have it be a really tragic story where Loki's like, No, I didn't bring Gore back because I didn't think I couldn't kill you. It's because I knew I could kill you, but that would break my heart and make me sad, and I would never be able to kill myself because I'm an egomaniac. But now Gore has fucked up my program, so I guess we both get to die <laughs> together at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And that Thor's just like, Ugh. Yeah, the, he gets his arms cut off and everything, and then Thor gets a great moment at the end there where he's like, oh, I kind of lied to you about like what, what Freya said about you. She never gave up hope and knew you'd be the one to like save the universe. I love that, which again, bringing it all the way back to what Jason Aaron had written originally, where, uh, what is it, Loki pretends to assassinate his mother actually to save her. Mm-hmm. That's a whole big thing. I, I know some people have, uh, the, like, one of the only complaints that, like, I will actually kind of go, like, yeah, you have a little point there, is with Aaron's treatment of Loki throughout his run, because uh, Al Ewing had did a run and turned him into a hero after the movie, and then that book got canceled and Aaron's like, no, 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 no. He's a bad guy again because he needs to be a bad guy for my story. <laughs> and they're like, well, isn't that like really backtracking his character development? 
yeah, but now we're getting it again, and it's like, no, Loki still has a chance to be a hero by his own hands at the end of all of this. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's great. It's great they they managed to, like, fix that. Yeah. Right. It, it, really. Where, where if, if it was handled by anyone else, it wouldn't have been. Mm, definitely. Man, I, I, I worry about Donny Cates there. You know, he's got to be shaking in his shoes a little bit. Like, how do I top throwing suns? <laughs> and annihilate. Yeah, how does anything I do not feel like a step back? <laughs> but no, is is good shit. King Thor continues to be really awesome and a really fitting full circle finale for Aaron's time on Thor. Totally, totally. Almost a decade. Almost. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, I guess from one cosmic Marvel story to another, I had a Mortal Hulk this week. Ooh, do tell. Uh, this was a mind fuck of an issue. Yeah. Yeah, this was a total mind fuck. It's like Al Ewing was like, okay, so I got you with this horror-themed Hulk thing. We did our fun little uh, Absolute Carnage crossover. I got you by the short and curlies and everything. Well, let's jump billions of years into the future now. Ooh, okay. Everyone is dead except for two weird satellite aliens. <laughs> okay. Who, who were in love at one point, but something broke them up. Also, there's weird monster eggs that are clearly evil, and one satellite doesn't have a problem with them, but the other satellite totally does. And uh, the reason everyone is dead in the universe is because uh, they've all been – what's the word? They've all been broken. The universes have been broken by the universe breaker Hulk. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because Hulk, as you'll remember, ate the sentience of the universe, mm -hmm. which is God. He ate God. I, I really want to read this book now <laughs> man this book i tell you he ate god and now he's going around clotheslining planets and breaking <laughs> them like they were glass he's tombstoning them into each other and... he's literally like nothing can stop him and his eyes are glowing and it's this like horrible like cosmic horror and you're like well is anything left of banner even in there anymore and, like, one of the satellites gets up to him, and it's like, no, he's all gone. It's the one below all. It's the devil. The devil is living in the Hulk now and using his body oh, to geez. continue to continue to spread misery and corruption throughout the universe, throughout, like, the future. Wow. And he's like this – and he get, he's even getting, like, more twisted and more body horror. And, like, yeah, it's the devil. And it's like, oh, so everything's fucked and everything's bad. Is there any silver lining here? Kind of. <laughs> Out of the blue, and again, we don't know at what point in time this takes place, because Tom is a flat circle in this series. Mm -hmm. uh, the leader shows up again, the only big Hulk foe who we haven't seen. And he's doing an autopsy on one of the weird bug creatures that probably came from one of the evil eggs. And he opens it up, and there's like a memory drive in there of the satellite aliens talking about the future and how Hulk is going to destroy everything. Oh, Jesus so, like, only the leader can stop the devil and Hulk now? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I would have loved to have been in the elevator pitch for Al Ewing, where it's like, okay, so Hulk gets possessed by the devil and destroys the future. <laughs> also, hey, Nate Daniels, thank you for following. I just thank saw you. that. Yes. Hey. I got alerted thanks to the loud Rich Evans noise I put on there. Oh, I wish I knew how to put custom shit on there. I haven't put custom it's shit on there. It's very easy. It's very easy. 
You'll have to show me how to do that because I there's a lot of funny noises I want. What's uh, <laughs> but what it, what is the Rich Evans noise? I have oh, a just few. him going, oh my god, oh my god. I I want to get like something like really stupid and obscure, like uh, the Asian guy from Heroes, yatta. <laughs> Because that's a funny noise that makes me smile and that I still remember all these years later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Hulk is fucking nuts. That that sounds amazing. I need to I need it, to read that book. This is the most like Jack Kirby ass shit where it's like I read this and I'm like, I am not nearly stoned enough to truly appreciate this. Oh, geez. <laughs> the satellites love each other so much. <laughs> why can't they be together why why do you do this devil hulk why do you pull the satellites apart <laughs> but yeah that's some good shit yeah, uh hope... what else did you have matt um i had action comics issue 1016 okay this is where i get to shut up and listen because i've stopped <laughs> reading superman so do do tell uh so so most of this issue is basically trish q that that woman who who was trying to found, find out why lois was cheating on superman but never did um trying to track down what happened between the fight between red cloud and superman and she's like mm -hmm. asking people it's actually quite good she's like track like talking to people who saw the fight and then we get to see the fight and um people the general consensus is superman was actually getting his ass whooped by the overpowered red cloud because it's a cloud it can go inside him and fuck him up but but Apex Lex upgraded her right because yeah. before Superman fought her and actually won by blowing yeah. really hard away. <laughs> um, and then something happened and no one knew what it was because it was a bright light. And then we find out what happened and we we learned that Naomi joined him and Naomi like got a got a quick hit in on 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 the villain and made her like like sort of give Superman a chance to dissipate her with his heat vision. And um, the, then the rest of the issues, basically, it was kind of set up for Naomi season two, uh, where they return to Naomi's uh -huh. home, uh, home in Oregon, and they talk with her mother and everything. And Batman's like, oh, "Be careful with them alpha powers because they can make you lazy and arrogant." It's actually quite <laughs> cool. It's like talk with Superman and everything. These powers don't use them as a crutch; they'll make you lazy. Interesting. And star lab sets up like a base there to like study that dimensional rift in in naomi's home world and and it's like yeah this is just all set up for season two of naomi so basically bendis is like i like my new character i'm not done writing my new character yet everyone look at my new character i'm actually fine with that because naomi was yeah. a damn good book and it was probably because that's, the, he had, that's what i've heard it's probably because he had a second writer with him David F. Walker, truly underrated comic scribe right now. Man does not get enough love and just a true gentleman on top of being a good writer. Yeah, and then, yeah, that that was it, basically. Yeah. That yeah. that actually, of all the Superman stuff, that <laughs> sounds like something that wouldn't make me quit. <laughs> yeah, and then, then uh, like, at the end, obviously, we get, like, the whole thing with, like, the symbol and... and um. Uh, the invisible mafia being like okay we shouldn't be because of red clouds actions we're no longer invisible so it's time to start like showing metropolis what we are so oh. something's going on with them so a visible mafia yes a, a, a mafia if you will <laughs> <laughs> even though they basically said the only our only strength is that superman can never see what we're doing yeah so yeah. that's how we stay yeah. in power they're basically like fuck that because, like, what's stopping Superman from just, like, uh, arresting you all in one day? <laughs> he can do that. 
<laughs> so yeah, that was that. Uh, what else did I have here? Uh, oh, I guess from Superman to Black Adam, I had that this week, and boy, I did not enjoy this issue. Really? No, I thought this one was very, very dumb, and actually a pretty poor, uh, like uh, introduction to people for Black Adam because he's kind of a dumbass in this book. <laughs> he, I do, I I read this one as well, and um. I do agree with that. I do think he was quite the dumbass throughout this issue. Also, poorly timed. I understand it's like, you know, hey, you're the villain. You know, take a ride with some of these villains and learn how sympathetic they can be. Yeah, maybe in 2019, a totalitarian dictator isn't everyone's cup of tea right now. And literally, the villain, who turns out to be the Shazam who laughs, who shows up here out of freaking nowhere, is like, hey, Kandakis, you should rebel because you want like McDonald's and internet and designer jeans. And the Kandakis are like, no. And Black Adam's big moment is, how dare you tell my subjects about the opulence of the West? Get out of here. <laughs> yes, it corrupts people. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm like, I'm like who is the bad guy here? The, whole thing the monster? A, the, whole the, thing, the whole thing is about freedom with these generals wanting like some freedom for the people. And, and, and you get the, the old black adam stuff where it's like oh what is freedom is it the people is it the is it me is it? and and then yeah by the end he's like oh it's really the people they have the freedom and the power but they don't that rank, <laughs> yeah th that rang so hollow to me he's like thank you humans for laying down your lives to protect my <laughs> regime because i told you to and i'll kill you if you don't <laughs> and also oh you got hurt i feel so bad for you uh, I have learned nothing and will do nothing to enrich your lives, but thanks. I'm going to go back to my temple and fuck around and do nothing until the universe needs me again or until that rock movie comes out. It's like that masked tux tuxedo meme. It's like, and I did nothing. It's, <laughs> and it just it's, takes off into the night. It's even more infuriating, too, because this issue actually tries to, as we said, tie together some continuity because Black Adam's aides are like, hey, leviathan's being mysterious and uh yeah uh, apex lex giving criminals money it's like will any of this affect me this issue no but we're bringing it up though yeah we're just gonna tell you about it yeah i i thought that was what was gonna happen like we we're gonna see lex come to him and him tell lex to like fuck off because he's already got everything he needs yeah that would have been interesting where it's like no. you know you try you, you you try and bribe me but i am already a king i am already a god <laughs> yeah no we just get like a fist fight and then <coughs> the shazam who last is stopped by the power of prayer which is never explained i i thought they were going to say like oh they, they had some satellite or something that or could something and they're like prayers are like the code word that activates it or something that was such an ass pull ending and then black adam acts horribly out of character because you have the depowered billy bats and and it's like oh oh is this actually tense for a second because what's stopping black adam from killing him because he kills all his enemies yeah. he could perfectly kill him now but no he just lets him go for no reason not not only that throughout their fight he's trying to reason with billy i'm like you wouldn't do that no because that, black but, adam is always right like like you look at the black adam who was in like the shazam recently and yeah. he, he's like actively trying to kill them yes i i am law Com two completely different characters and there's the perfect example of uh jeff johns who understands the character and knows how to write him and paul jenkins who's just like well this is a fucking job yeah this is a one shot no one gives a shit yeah it's a one shot no it's a one shot that doesn't even connect to anything mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, it wasn't too good, especially after, like, those really good, like, Riddler and Joker ones. 
Definitely. It's funny, these Year of the Villain one-shots really run the gamut between like, yo, that's some of the best stuff I've read all year, to wow, I can understand why this character doesn't get more focus. It's it's really weird because they like, they put their good writers on, on books that they should have. Like the Riddler one had like Mark Russell on it, which like yeah. makes sense and make it like really good. And like the Joker one, it had like John Carpenter on it. And mm-hmm. then they just give mm-hmm. like black adam who should be quite popular thanks to like the shazam movie and stuff you think they give it to paul jenkins <laughs> who what has he been doing this is the first time i read his name in a long time yeah yeah it's like really i remember i i mentioned that to someone and i think in our last stream they're like wait he's still working <laughs> i know right i thought the same thing that yeah, that literally so felt weird. like a that felt like a favor he called in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or well, like no one wanted it. It was like, yeah, I don't have a, a Shazam story. It's like, oh, give it to this guy. And maybe no one wanted to touch Black Adam too, because maybe no one wanted to get in between the pissing contest that is yeah. Jeff Johns and the rest of DC at the moment. Because <laughs> none of this book gels with what's happening in Shazam oh, no. right now either. No, not at all. No, like it's really, really crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so that was Black Adam. You can skip that one. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? I had one more book to talk about, and then we've actually talked about everything. Tell me what it is. Uh, it was Amazing Spider-Man. Ooh, I'm be- I'm behind on this. This this one left me feeling very conflicted because on one hand it was a pretty workmanlike story and pretty solid, but then on the other hand. It's also kicking off a brand new 2099 crossover thing that's going to be running through Spider-Man and getting a bunch of tie-ins. And I'm like, I don't want another event. Was it a continuation from the last issue? Because the last issue was like the absolute carnage stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, oh no, this totally leaves the absolute carnage stuff behind. Oh, okay, okay then. Yeah, we're just, we're just back in it now. It's Peter at school he's at empire university Mm -hmm. doing like a group project Mm -hmm. and uh it's actually pretty funny because he meets a kid there who's really into webware the thing he designed as a ceo okay only this kid is actually like kept it and making it work and everything (laughs) and he's like oh yeah i'm a huge fan of the design but you know i actually made it work now and peter's like oh oh that was that was that was my greatest accomplishment that wasn't doc ock uh riding my body oh (laughs) Also, I miss my girlfriend because she's off in a miniseries right now. Yeah, which I don't know whether I'm going to read or not. I'm hearing mixed things about it. Some people are saying it's pretty good. But uh, he gets called away by Teresa, who obviously is his super spy sister. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's still hot on the trail of Chameleon, who's still selling off S.H.I.E.L.D. merch to the highest bidder. Mm -hmm. And one of those buyers turns out to be, uh, what is it, The Foreigner. Ooh, okay. The famous assassin back from the original Hobgoblin story, the guy who killed yeah. Ned Leeds originally. Yeah, and the guy who was just in Captain America. Just in Captain America. And, like, Spider-Man has a whole hilarious bit there where he's like, oh, hey, you know, I'd love to make fun of you and quip like I do with all my other villains, but I am afraid to call you anything because it might be, <laughs> like, what is it? It might be defamation. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, why must you be the foreigner? And foreigner's like, hey, you know why I've been gone for decades, Spider-Man, and why I haven't fucked with you? Because I actually like you. I like that you crack jokes and are funny and take this easy. And you know, <laughs> in this line of work, it's easy to get depressed and go crazy. That's so different to the foreigner in Captain America, who's like actively trying to kill like Dryad and like Peggy mm-hmm. Carter and all that sort of stuff. This uh, this is also Patrick Gleason's first uh, Spider-Man comic too, drawing it. Oh, nice! I'm definitely gonna read that. 
there's an it's an excellent fight scene because uh foreigner does this great thing they're in an alley and it's dark and he like takes off his jacket and all you get is like the red security light uh to light their fight so it's him and spider-man having a big fist fight and they're both cast in red and it's really nice oh that's cool it's very artistic and again you're probably saying but wait joel didn't you say this kicks off a 2099 thing <laughs> yes uh because in the background miguel o'hara has fallen to the present again mm-hmm. to which it's like well this isn't a big deal he comes to the present all the fucking time he lived here for a long period of time <laughs> to which the comic is like no no it's different this time it's totally a hundred percent different because roxon is behind it oh good old roxon can't go you know, without something happening with roxon it's Roxxon, and yet it's not Dario Agar. I like he's still MIA after the events of uh, War of Realms, which I guess makes sense because he's still like a wanted war criminal and shit. Yeah. Even though he weaseled out of it by being rich, and Roxxon's like, mm, yes, a man from the future. We're going to cut his brain open and get all the patents out and all the winning lottery numbers and sports <laughs> almanacs. <laughs> Because mm, we're evil. And then Miguel O'Hara just being like a crazy person from like the Terminator. It's like, oh, the, the past, the future. I need to tell them about the past, the future. The Doctor Doom 2099, who was actually just Doctor Doom from now, if you know your 2099 lore. <laughs> and then he like falls out a window. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I might not be able to tell Peter Parker in time to find out what happens read these read the next three issues and also these tie-ins and alphas and omegas and i'm like that's a lot of work for 2099 yeah i might fall out of more windows i don't know who knows look i i don't hate 2099 i know people have like a real nostalgia for it but that was not my era and i don't have the same warm fuzzies for it if anything i'm gonna read that there's like a punisher 2099 isn't there Yes, there is. Yeah, and he's getting he's getting one of these one shots. So I'm, I'm gonna wait that. I think there's also like an Immortal Hulk 2099, and there's a uh, oh, there's an Avengers 2099, mm-hmm. which actually looks kind of interesting because it's uh, what is it? It's Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's daughter mm-hmm. leading an Avengers team in the old man Logan wasteland. Oh, nice. And I'm like, that looks fun. I'm like, but that's old man Logan. That's not 2099. You're mixing your futures. <laughs> it's the next future over, we promise. <laughs> it's the one across the way. It's the one across the way. We can get there. Are you going to put the maestro's future in there? Actually, they already did. Okay. <laughs> that They legitimately did in that old man Logan book when we stopped reading it. But yeah, the maestro showed up in old man Logan's uh, future. Oh, jeez. So all the futures are connected, apparently. <laughs> There's a grand unifying theory of futures. But yeah, Spider-Man was fine, but it, it just, the tedium hurts me because I'm like, oh God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> More crossovers. Yeah, I don't want another, I can barely cover what I have now. <laughs> and I feel like if I don't read these things, I'm not going to understand what happens. And I like Nick Spencer and I want to support him, but I'm just like, just fucking tell me who Kindred is. <laughs> Just tell me who Kindred is or let me keep doing this super spy story with the chameleon. Yeah. Because remember, he swore like bloody revenge after the redeath of Craven. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't done anything. He's just like basically like us where Nick Fury is, where like some yeah. shield stuff is, and that's it. Well, he says that he saved the best shield thing for himself. Yeah, well, what, that mind rape machine or something? Or I, I don't know. <laughs> and maybe we won't know. <laughs> But that was Spider-Man, and that's everything I read this week. Yeah, well, I haven't read much anything else, so yeah. 
All right. Well, there you go. Uh, before we end the show, everyone, because this is a streaming, because this is a nice little treat to everyone who shows up. Uh, if you got any questions, uh, we've got some answers. And also thank you, Tevia, for that cheer and filling yeah. the cup. As you can see, we have a cup. And for the whole time here, we've been doing this. You got two subscriptions. I like their little mats. And you got a cheer, which is a little triangle. I can change them. So I'm probably going to like get like comic multiverse relevant things that like Captain America shields and stuff. Oh, that's cool. See, again, you're going to have to actually walk me through this, Matt, because you've gotten you've surpassed me in the streaming. <laughs> the student has become the master and now you're doing a better job than well, me. Well, Streamlabs makes it easier. So, yeah. I guess so. I, 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 when I'm done playing it for myself, I want to play a little uh, stream of uh, the Outer Worlds. I have a whole mm. joke character I want to introduce everyone to. Uh, Jesus Messias. He's the guy <laughs> who tries to solve everything just by talking, man, and being really chill. <laughs> I, I make Jesus. That's the joke. I just make Jesus, and he talks his way through everything and tries to non-violent everything. <laughs> Ooh, favorite Batman story. That's uh, that's a hard one. Amazing Spider-Man. I know we showered a bunch of love on uh, Long Halloween just recently. So there you go. Let's say that. Yeah, Long Halloween, Black Mirror. Ooh, Black Mirror is really really good. That's yeah. a Dick Grayson Batman story. Yeah, not many of them. Uh, Tevia, do you think uh, Ben to Superman can be saved? Not this long in, I don't, but, you know. <laughs> if he gets a, 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 a side rider, maybe. Like a secondary which, rider. Uh, which they're saying Rucka's going to be coming on in to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, and his, his stuff in Lois Lane is really good. Uh, do you prefer one shots or a two to three miniseries for Elseworlds? Uh, depends, Lich Lord Chris. Some stories deserve to be longer, and some would probably be better if they were shorter. Depends on the story, yeah. Yes, Chip Zdarsky is actually writing the Doom 2099 one-shot. Again, I complain about 2099, Space Lord, but I'm probably going to read some of them. <laughs> I might not cover them, but I'm going to read them because I'm a big hypocrite, too. It's fine. Yeah, and it's Chip Zdarsky. His books are always good. Yeah. Uh, fan idea for a new Teen Titans comic in your mind? Uh, don't make it a junior suicide squad. That's my <laughs> idea. Maybe actually make it about teens doing teen things. Yeah, make, make it something that people can relate to gulags aren't relatable unless you've been in one in which case unless... give us your story please <laughs> yeah in which case i'm sure you have a lot to tell uh crusader con there do you think captain britain works for lord buckethead if you don't know him wikipedia i do know who lord bucket is uh buckethead is crusader king good joke <laughs> do you know who lord buckethead is there matt i do yes <laughs> it's worth a google um KT, the Mary Jane book was all right, but probably should be read when it's completed. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Venom Saber, any idea what I can finally read Nightwing again? Soon, uh, James Tynan says that he wants to try and repair some of the damage done to Nightwing and his Batman, so get ready for that. Yeah, I imagine that his, his Batman book is going to be complete damage control in that first arc, I think. Uh, do we think Superman's identity getting revealed again is a good idea or a bad idea? It's a I don't care idea because I'm not it's, going to read it. They've done it once. They've done it millions of times, and it always gets, yeah. gets reverted by the next crisis. So who cares? It's, it's a it's a tedious idea. Yeah. Uh, Thor game based on God of War and Dark Siders. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Real cool. Again, again, if they do that God of War sequel, I mean, they basically all but say Thor is going to be the villain of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to see a villainous Thor. Definitely. It's very easy to make him into a villain. Yeah, because all those gods are kind of dicks anyway. Yes, especially uh, if we do like the actual uh, Norse version of him. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, then. So that's about it for Q&A time there. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, always very appreciative for everyone showing up. Again, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this first before anyone else for as little as a dollar a month over on the Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, this comes out Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or you can catch us live Sunday, usually around 10 Eastern Standard Time late. Yeah, yeah. We try and do the shows pretty much on the same time every week. Yeah, and we're usually pretty good about it, barring horrible disaster. <laughs> but yes, for all 20-plus of you who came out and cheered and subscribed and everything else, always much appreciated. Yes. And uh, we'll just keep trying to give you that great content every week. Yeah, definitely. So until next time, everyone, I've been Joel. I'm Matt. And we will see you all again next time. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.